Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Dana. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yep. I'm doing really good. I'm excited to talk to you over these next 15, 20 minutes. We're going to talk about you know, your morning routine, personal development, maybe your business. You know, We'll see where the conversation takes us. But let's start with you telling my audience of morning upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us a win in your life right now. Yeah, absolutely. I am just a normal person like everybody else. I, I kind of have a dual personality, but not clinically, just in my professional life. On one hand, in my so-called real life, I am a real estate broker in Illinois. And then my alter ego is actually my author personality. I have published one book already about my experiences with narcissistic abuse. And I've written two more that I'm in the process right now of doing like revisions and edits that'll hopefully be out by the end of this year. And other than that, I'm a wife and I have a almost 21-year-old son that I'm still trying to mother, even though he knows everything, and I have cats, and, you know, just living like everybody else. My oldest is 13, but I'm realizing that I need to, and I have, I have three girls, I'm realizing that I need to be, oh, what do I say this? It's going to be challenging, and I really, I need to be like a better <laughs> parent, a better man to to manage these, well, I have one teenager, but soon to be three. And uh, oh. it's I could see it happening. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty sure she's smarter than me at this point, which is kind of like a weird <laughs> dynamic. And just I don't know. I just I realized I need to like kind of mix things up a little bit. And so it's it's a new. I don't know what it's like to have a 20, 21 year old, but maybe it gets easier. I don't know. No, it doesn't get any better. It's just like teenage right. years on steroids because they are older and they think they're adults. Even I mean, technically, legally, they are, but. You know, no, it just gets worse. But, you know, what are you going to do? But I do feel for you because my dad had three girls and we got him for Father's Day once a coffee mug that said, I have three daughters. You can't scare me. So <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I like that. And he's still he's still sane and, and, and going strong. That's good. That's good to know. Well, you know, he's a retired Chicago cop. So I think that uh, based on go. what he sees in his professional life. Yeah, we we're, we're easy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot tougher than me, but that's okay. I can relate to you. You have the full-time job. I've got a full-time job working with my family and or, or marketing agency called Ballantine. And then on the side, you know, in parallel, whatever you want to say, I've got this passion project, morning upgrade, podcast, book, all that stuff. So I can relate. It sounds like you've got a similar situation that, that you're embarking on. Yeah, absolutely. And then my husband owns a business of his own that I help do administrative work with. But, you know, I used to be one of these people that that was always like work, 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 nonstop. If I got a phone call, if I had to be somewhere, it didn't matter what time of day or what was going on. It came before everything. So I, I just wanted to make sure I was working and doing everything that needed to be done. But the one thing that has been so beneficial for me is really just having a routine. This part of my day is dedicated to this business. This part of my day is dedicated to this aspect, you know, and then I think the putting the boundaries on that as well, where, you know, if you're with your family, if I'm having dinner, you know, say with my husband and my son, I can stop then, you know, like the work need the phone needs to go to the side we don't need to have them in our pocket or on the table. Like I want to be present with them so that they don't think that the work comes before them. 
because I think it's really important to have that balance. And I think people think that they have to be ever available. And especially with my career in real estate, it really comes into play because if you don't answer your phone, the people are going to call somebody else. But the reality is, is that my family deserves me when they're here and when I'm committing to whether it's having dinner or plans or whatever. So, you know, you just have to get to the point where you're accepting the success that you have and, and able to say, okay, if I miss something, it is what it is because you have to have work-life balance. You cannot, nobody should ever be constantly in work, work, work mode. And I think the biggest thing that I've told myself that I think helps people is that the worst thing that can happen is that somebody calls or texts you and says that somebody died, right? But if somebody died, I mean, not trying to be funny, but I can't do anything about that. So it can wait can wait the 15 minutes or the hour till I get the message and then call with my condolences or whatever. But, you know, having set times, having a structured routine, of this part of my day is dedicated to this business. This is dedicated to, or whether it's certain days, certain times of the day, but it definitely helps to make sure that everything's running efficiently and nothing falls between the cracks. You know, I think there's something to be said for not always being so readily available. You know, it's clients or, you know, your customers, they, they, they want to work with someone that's successful. So if you're always so readily available, like you have no other business happening, that I think that might create question marks in their head. Or, you know, I, I mean, I do a lot of sales and you, you always want to put yourself in a position where you don't necessarily need the sale because if you do need the sale, the buyer can sense that and that's oh, never yeah. a position to be in. And so it's a fi- it's a it's a really a fine balance. I know what you mean about having the work life balance. I'm trying to be present when I'm around my kids, and it's hard because you think about the emails that are in your inbox. But you know, in the end, I can't imagine if I was on my deathbed, I'm going to be talking about being think about those emails that I got back to very, very quickly. <laughs> you know, versus spending time yeah. with my family. Yeah, exactly, and I think what's worked for what's worked for me is just being responsive, and you know, even whether. I'm driving or maybe I'm walking into an appointment and I get a call or I get a text or whatever or an email and just say, hey, I'll get back to you within the hour. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big, but I think if people know what to expect from you and they know they're going to hear from you, then it solves all those problems, you know, because then nobody's sitting around thinking, oh, well, I'm not important. I can't ever get a hold of him or her. Even just like, I, I hate to say, I'm, I'm of that age where I give the thumbs up emoji a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, got it. Now i you in a few, can't talk right now, whatever it is. But, you know, just having that open communication keeps things, you know, even keeled and keeps everybody calm. They know they'll, they'll hear from you. Everything will be fine. Life will go on. It's funny you say that because when we, when we jumped on before we started recording, I was getting a call from a client that I'd emailed a proposal to right before we jumped mm-hmm. on. And I saw them calling my phone and I rejected the call because we were jumping on. And then I just, I just opened up my email and sent her a quick email with the subject line on call. I'll call you back. So she knows I'm at least aware that she's trying to get in touch with me and right. actually hear from me. So it's like you're responsive, but you're, I'm doing something else, but I'll get back to you. I think that's a really good business tip right there for everyone listening. Yes, exactly. It just solves so many problems. And then people know what, like I said, just setting that expectation solves everything. And you mentioned routines before. So let's talk about your morning. How do you start your mornings? Mornings is, they're a way for me to set up my day. 
for me personally, because I have some like medical symptoms, I, I, I have a lung issue that actually part of that problem, I get like fibromyalgia symptoms. So for me, it's really important to like stretch and everything, but I'm useless to anybody without coffee. So coffee first, <laughs> without a doubt, coffee first. And then after I have that first cup of coffee or while I'm having it, I do look through my emails, calls, messages, all that, even on social media, whatever I need to, because I do do business on social media. So I check all my messages to see if there's anything I need to respond to immediately or urgently, assuming not that I make a quick list while I'm having that morning coffee of, you know, here's who I need to get back to. Here's what I need to respond to. If there's something I can respond to quickly, I do that. But then immediately after that coffee, since I have that caffeine in me, I got to exercise. So whether it's weights, a run, a walk, whatever, I get an hour of exercise in and I'm set for my day. Then I go straight into whatever it is, whether I have, you know, all those emails and calls to return or whatever it is, because by that time, then everybody else in the world is awake and ready to hear from me. But then I just structure it. Each day is different for me. So there are days that I'm on podcasts. There are days that I'm writing. There are days where I'm on real estate appointments. So I just structure each day like, okay, I have three podcasts today. Well, then I'm not going to go in and out of writing. I like to focus when I'm writing. But if I have an entire day where I have no appointments, that's a writing day. But, you know, from the get-go, it's just setting myself up. Coffee, figure, you know, responding to anything that needs immediate attention. After that, exercising, getting my, obviously get dressed and everything, and then move on with my day. And part of it, in between all that, I'm also making sure to set everybody up in the house for their day. You know, everybody gets their coffee made how they like it. Everybody's got what they need. So it just sets up a really nice day. I like to have a plan and that's the key thing. I'm not one of these people that can just wake up and say, hmm, I wonder what today will bring. Granted, there's those surprises in everybody's life and everybody's business, but to have a set plan, like I said, for me, because of the different businesses that I'm in, like each day I know the night before kind of what the next day is going to look like, and I plan accordingly, and I'm ready for it. I just, I, I get up a little earlier than everybody else, so I have that alone, quiet time to kind of focus, review the day, and then I just get right into it. What time do you wake up? Well, it depends. Usually between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Just depends. Three? <laughs> just three? depends on the right? day. Three? 3 a.m.? I said that? three. Sometimes, yeah. I used to wake up at 3 a.m. all the time, but I'm realizing that I might need a little more sleep than that. So I try to sleep a little longer. But if I can't sleep, I can't lay in bed either. I'm not one of those people. So I'd rather be awake and just get going and, and get a head start on the day. Wow, 3 a.m. I'm only seeing 3 a.m. on the alarm clock if I'm catching a 6 a.m. flight to some tropical island. <laughs> that's like, that's amazing. Those are um, the best days, though, when you're going somewhere tropical. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, pillar habits. You seem very structured your day, yeah. based on what you just said. Are there any habits that you rely on? I think being, like I said, that I, I, everybody's different, but my mind and my body are very physically, are very connected in so many ways. So the physical aspect for me, like I need to get my blood pumping in the morning. Like I feel completely off. I don't get some kind of exercise, but I think, you know, when you're exercising, it's 
they release endorphins and your mind is, you know, working and your blood, you feel more alive. And for me, I feel more focused and I have exercised. So for me, it's like the first thing. And I think part of that too, is what you're filling your mind with. Cause if I'm on the treadmill or something, I don't want to watch some garbage crap on TV. So maybe I'm listening to a lecture on YouTube, or maybe I've got an audio book going, you know, or something, but, you know, just kind of getting your, it's, like getting your mind going and getting your body going for the day, but it definitely does increase your focus and improves your attitude, you know, overall so that you can be the best you in all those different things that you're doing every day. Yeah. I always feel better after exercise. Like every, yeah, even a bad mood, it, it reverses it. So yeah, it's uh, getting a good sweat going. It, it really does wonders. Yeah. I actually have a question. You don't know, I'm going to ask you this. So if it's like a curveball, like what is he doing? But I'm just kind of thinking, and we're kind of getting close to the end. So I have another question after this, and then we'll wrap up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you. I'm just wondering, since you're a real estate agent, I'm going to go back to business, like building rapport with your customers. Like when they're listing with you, you know, they're assuming that you're going to be able to help them. And they, so that rapport, making them comfortable, making them trust you is important. Is there anything that you do intentionally with your customers' clients that builds that rapport? Yes, I, I will. There's two points I want to make on that. Number one, I think it's important, like right from the get go, I set it up with them. And again, I think this is one of those things that when you get to a certain level of success that you're okay, that you're not going to be for everybody, you can do this. But I tell them right off the bat, what it doesn't matter what you're selling, but especially in real estate, I'm like, it's dating. You, we need to want to go on that second date together, you know? <laughs> and then after the third date, I say, we're committed. We're, we're in this together. We're going to go, you know, all the way to closing with this. But I think it's important that you're able to say like, hmm, I really just am not connecting with this person. I don't, you know, I have I had to go to people and just say like, I don't think I'm your girl. I don't think that, you know, just for whatever reason, call it a vibe or energy, or, or maybe it's just, you know, misaligned priorities or, or perspectives, you know, to just say, you know, maybe we're not meant to work together. And that's okay, because something else is. And so for me, I've built a network of people. I think it's important for people too to not be threatened by your so-called competition. Your competition should be your friends. And I have friends at other agencies and, and all over actually within an hour of where I do my business. So, so I can say, you know what, like, you know, for example, last month I had a guy and I'm not picking on men by any means, but he was older. And I think he was of the generation that just, he didn't think too highly of women or didn't think Mm -hmm. women had a brain in their head, whatever, you know, however you want to put that. I just felt very strongly (laughs) in the first conversation that he would be better working with a man. And I said, you know what? I don't think I'm the right person to help you with listing your house and buying a new one, but I know somebody who you will really like a lot. And I referred him and you know what? They got along grandly and it worked out really well. And I think that's the best thing you can do is just don't be greedy. Don't feel like you have to go after every single person. You don't have to connect with everybody you want to, but it's not going to always happen. Yeah, and then I know I, like I said I had a second part to that, and I completely forgot what, <laughs> what it was. Well, it's fine. We'll make so that if it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I like just to comment what you said. 
I like what you. I like that because it's like you're coming from a a, a mode of abundance where you you want the business, of course, but you don't need the business. And here's something that might be a better fit for you. So I feel like being in that mode of abundance versus being in the mode of scarcity. Obviously, you're so much better in the mode of abundance. And so that kind of energy, I think, is really good to put out there. It is. And I will just add to that. I'm sorry. But the beautiful thing about that, that people don't realize when they're in sales, because I mean, we're all like, you know, it's a dog eat dog business, no matter what you're selling. But, you know, the beauty of that is that that person's going to remember that you referred them. So it's going to come back to you and it can come back to you millionfold. So just remember that people that are successful will work together, not be against each other. You got to work on the same side, even though you are competing. It is possible. Love it. All right. Well, Dana, we're we're out of time, but I have one last question for you. This seems to be the question I always ask at the end now. So it's about around the meaning of life. Um, obviously, that's a personal question because your meaning is different than my meaning, most likely. And um, so through your personal experiences thus far, what is the meaning of life? Oh, meaning of life. Yeah, it's different for everybody. For me, I think what what has been meaningful is that what people will find about me in my writing and stuff. I have experienced abuse my entire life, childhood, in my first marriage. And, you know, somebody can live in that victimhood and, you know, nobody would question if I did. Nobody would question if I was laying in bed on disability and, and doing nothing with my life. But For me, the meaning of life is taking what's given to you and making a purpose and giving it its own meaning. So for me, it was taking what I've been through, using my education in journalism and psychology to understand it for myself so that I could heal, and then turning around and helping others in those situations heal as well and overcome whatever their circumstances are. So, you know, for me, that's what gives my life meaning and, you know, makes me feel like it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I I know we don't know each other, but you seem like a very strong woman and you're helping other people. So that's really cool. Well, thank you. All right, Dana. Well, on that note, if someone does want to connect with you, where should we send them? Absolutely. Go to my website, DanaSDiaz.com. It's D-A-N-A-S-D-I-A-Z.com. You can connect with me from there on Facebook, Instagram. Link for my book is there. This podcast will also be on there as well. So if you think somebody might benefit from it, share it, send it to them in a text, whatever. But um, definitely, I, I do like when people reach out. So if you have any questions, anything at all, if I can be of help to anybody, I'm more than happy to respond. Perfect. Thanks, Dana. Thanks for everything you shared. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.